Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Thread. Okay, so here we are once again. Abba, I'm yes. pretty impressed with your technological capabilities. This is the second well, day in a row we're doing this. Well, I don't see what there's to be impressed about. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you have a good app over there, uh, and apparently it's working. And uh, it was, uh, we're living in 2023, so, um, you know, it's not like when I used to, my parents used to go to Israel in the 19, uh, 1960s and 1970s, I had to write up a postcard. Uh, say how are you and i would get a, a letter back two weeks later said we're fine you know <laughs> but in in those days you know if you asked a question in july and you got the answer in august that wasn't so bad because everybody was it's pretty good everybody was uh... nowadays <laughs> nowadays if you ask the question at ten thirty five, you don't get a response by ten thirty seven. you're in trouble you know they want to know why are they ignoring me why are they answering me but yeah. Well, I, so I saw some I saw some clips from from the from the coastal tonight that it is pouring rain. Yes, um, it just started to rain. It just started to rain. Um, about a, is it an is it, is it rainy season right now? It is rainy it season. Is, yeah. yeah. It's, listen, it's the rainy season. Like I told the guy who was driving us today, you know, sometimes when you say you know, takes you a little too seriously. Because, you know, nobody wants yeah. to, everyone wants rain because the country needs rain, obviously. Well, every, every, yeah, they need rain. Yeah. Everybody in America, rain for the crops. everybody in America that says Mashiach really means for Israel. They want it to rain. They really, really don't want it to rain or snow in in New York or or Shalom in Miami during the uh, yeah. during holiday week or during intercession. You know, but uh, it was a beautiful day. We spent most of the day at the Dead Sea. Uh, oh, nice! And, uh, it was seventy three degrees. And it was sunny. It was we were sitting outside without any jackets. Uh, it was very beautiful, but. Driving back, driving back this evening to Yerushalayim, it started to drizzle, and then about I don't know, fifteen, twenty minutes ago, a half hour ago, it started to marble out there. But I'll show some, uh, I'll show some videos from our friend Etan Berlin, uh, our Daily Third correspondent, right now by the coastal. Here's some videos he sent us. All right, great. <laughs> One of those videos is Chief Rabbi Rabbi Shlomo Amar walking. You can see people in the video holding chairs over their head. I don't know if Israelis know how to handle rain, but I don't think a plastic chair over your head is exactly well, is exactly know, a, if you, a good way to do if it. If you don't have an umbrella, I guess that's the second best thing to hold the uh, uh, you can hold your jacket over I guess your head. So. If you're wearing a jacket, you can hold your jacket over your head, uh, or, uh, yeah. or something something new called an umbrella. Which, uh, yeah, especially in the rainy season, in a in a country like this that depends on the rain, you have a little bit more uh, a little bit more moon and betachen than whatever you're diving yeah. for coming to fruition, possibly. Uh, I I have a I have a statement in front of me that I don't I don't think you're going to like, and I think it's worth worth it for us to talk about. Okay. Uh, this this tweet went out 21 hours ago from the Passaic Public Schools. Uh, the tweet read, please see an important message from our superintendent of schools. Effective tomorrow, December 21st, mask wearing is required across the district. Really? And the, the, the statement says, um, dear parents, I hope you are well and looking forward to a well-deserved holiday recess. Please be advised that as per our board policy, number 5141.10, during periods of high activity level as published as the N NGDOH COVID-19 activity level report, mask wearing is required. Therefore, effective Wednesday, December 21st, that is today, 
All employees, pre-K through tw- through grade twelve students and visitors, are required to f- to wear face coverings in all di- in all district facilities, school grounds, and buses. We will continue to monitor the NJDOH COVID nineteen activity level. For the most current information, when Passaic County is in the moderate or below range, the mask mandate will be lifted. Thank you for your, for your, co- uh, your cooperation. Okay, what is it? Uh, signed by Sandra M. Diodone. What does that have to do with me? Why am I not going to be happy I, about I, it? I mean, <laughs> I, you, want me, you want me to explain? Want me to explain to you what's going on? I'll explain to you exactly. What's I, going I just on. thought, no, you're you're a big news guy. I just thought that you know, I think after you know all the COVID stuff. We kind of it was kind of proven that masks don't make a difference. No, so I think the medical experts, the doctors that I've uh, heard, that I've read about, uh, people like uh, Dr. Marty McCary uh, from Johns Hopkins, uh, other experts in infectious diseases, the the medical experts that have any credibility, uh, everybody, almost everybody, Dr. Mike, Dr. Mark Siegel from Fox News, uh, everybody that has some um, medical uh, credibility. It doesn't have a horse in the race. In other words, it's not making hundreds of millions of dollars from uh, paralyzing uh, the public. People like uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, anybody uh, who is not who doesn't that who doesn't have that kind of an agenda item uh, yeah. knows not not that. Let's say let's say if there, if there's an uptick in uh, in COVID, let's say masks do reduce the possibility of catching it. I don't know. Five percent, let's say ten percent, okay. But okay. the medical experts like Dr. McCary and Dr. Siegel and uh, others whose names I can't think of right now, but many others will tell you that the damage that this done to the children over the last few years is nothing compared to the the extent of which it uh, brought down the 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 numbers uh, in terms of yeah, I mean, spreading uh, the, the, pre- the virus. They say a pre pre K. You're gonna have a first grader. What, like all right, so let me, a mask so all day let's, now? let me let me let me touch it up for you a little bit more. It's December. You're coming up to a week off from school. Uh, there's nothing a teachers union wants more than the next step after mask wearing is is a remote uh, distance learning. It's remote <laughs> classes. So guess what? The teachers get to stay home and get paid uh, by being home and hopefully maybe teaching for an hour or two. Uh, online, so this are you are you calling out are you calling out teachers now? Of course, this is this is of course you're calling out teachers unions. Of course, of course not. Oh, teacher union. Okay. This is this is the uh, this is the direction they're moving in now. If they could get schools to close and only be limited to to remote uh, classes for a month or two, you're you got a made in the shade. That's that's a, that's a good year if you're a, a yeah. union employee. You know, so uh, that's uh, yeah, we should. The public should be uh, smart enough to understand uh, what direction uh, this is going in and what it's all about by now. Good. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I just don't know. It's just strange because I think after all the dust settled from COVID a little bit, we all, you know, we all kind of heard that the masks don't really make all that much of a difference. So the fact that this this statement was put out, I don't know. I, I'm sure we're not going to see so – I'm sure there's not going to be blind compliance by the residents um, of, yeah, of but, these areas. But what, are the, what are the kids? What are the kids supposed to be doing in the schools? They're, you have five-year-old kids well, that the, are forced to go into class every day with an apstick on their back and a mask on their face. You know, you know, you know, know, you know what it's done to, over three years. You know what it's done to kids in terms of 
their ability to effectively be able to communicate with one another and with adults because they can't see facial expressions, they can't see smiles. And anymore. what kid? I mean, are are we worried about the teachers or are we worried about the kids? Because the kids, are, the kids really don't are not getting COVID. Okay, the, the, there, there's, there's such Naki, there's no kids union. There's only a teachers union. Okay. I, maybe there should be a kids union. Oh, you, all right. Why don't you want your kid? Why don't you start a kids union? Oh, <laughs> very good. Uh, very good. Um, I, I want to, uh, you know, you have to, you have pause to, you this conversation. You have to have very, very low uh, dues for the union because kids get very small allowances. So you'll have to have like okay. maybe a dollar a week uh, uh, union fee. Maybe 50 cents. A dollar I could do a lot with. Could be. Um, I want to say that, you know, Baruch Shem, the Meaningful Minute family, specifically in the Daily Thread family, stepped up big time for the Winniers family. You know, over okay. six hundred thousand dollars was raised for them, and I think we're gonna, they're going to stop the campaign there. Really? Um, unfortunately, though, there was another tragedy in Staten Island. Actually, a, yeah, a good friend of of Mrs. Winniers, um, someone who people have been doubting for, Kayla Ruspas Chaya Rachel, uh, yeah. a young woman, fifty-seven years old, uh, from Staten Island. Staten Island. Her name was R- Rachel Eisenberg of Shalom. Yeah. Uh, wow. She passed away. She has kids aged from 16 to 31. Sorry to hear that. Uh, she leaves behind six assignment. And to paint the fuller picture for you, uh, her husband, mm-hmm. uh, he suffered a stroke oh uh, not God. too long ago. And it, it debilitated him, you know, and it makes it very difficult for him to earn Parnassa. So there's a special fund that's been opened up for this Eisenberg family. Um, once again, we're going to post it here in a link. Um and they're just trying to hit their goal. They're trying to make sure that this family, you know, has, has yeah. what they need to be taken care of. It was a very brief illness, happened very quickly. And, and you know, like I said yesterday, the last thing that these, these kids should be worrying about uh, as young as a 16-year-old is, is, you know, what are we, how are we having food for Shabbos? Or what are we going to do when kids get married in the family? How are we going to pay for this? So really just implore everybody if they can't open their hearts, their wallets, and to give to the Eisenberg family. I hear you. She had good news in the future because this is very, I mean, very, Basiris, thing, very difficult to, uh, yeah. to hear. We wish them the best. I mean, Tovis. Yeah. A very a very interesting story that came to my desk this morning. I was just I was you know thinking whether I should discuss it or not, but I you know I said, hey, l- listen, it's it's a conversation that I think we should have. Um, you're familiar with this new uh, kosher media player called 24 Six. Okay. I know they've been advertising with you. They've been advertising with me. Right. Um, my content, you know, the Daily Thread is uploaded onto that app, and and meaningful people, and all my content's on there. Um, but Tag, right? Uh, they came out, and I see this article on a website, Liquid Alerts. Tag comes out against Kosher 24-6 media player. Mm-hmm. Uh, tag, of obviously not the school tag, the technological awareness group, uh, has released a statement calling the new ostensibly Kosher 24-6 Jewish media player a step in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. 24-6 is a new music streaming platform that allows listeners to hear only pre-approved music from Jewish singers and entertainers. Its, okay. its website says, have your values and your music too. 24-6 is the only vetted media streaming platform for Jewish families worldwide with features that give you control. <coughs> the 24-6 platform is av- the 24-6 platform is available as as a media player device similar to an iPod, which is locked to the platform and cannot play any music that isn't vetted beforehand. 24-6 is also available as an app on the Apple Store and Google Play. However, the uh, technology technology awareness group says that it's not good enough and doesn't have the backing of Rabbanim. Digital technology is a relatively new Nisayan, and as such, the parameters for dealing with it are not clearly defined. The tag statement says, as, it, as in many areas, what may be beneficial for one person or community may be 
disastrous for the next. Needless to say, the people who decide which, accom- which accommodations or compromises are necessary to help Yidin in overcoming their challenges should be our Gudelm and, and, and Manhigan. Okay, so I'm sure to not well meaning from not well meaning from entrepreneurs. The latest breach in our community, courtesy of well meaning from entrepreneurs, is a 24/6 media device. Um, I'll finish the the statement in a second. Um, I I don't like this letter. I don't like uh, it. Actually, the, I really don't. Doesn't doesn't this tag group have their rabbinical advisors as well? Are they working in a, just, in a in a spiritual vacuum? I mean, they must, I, I'm sure they have the rabbinical. I, I mean, you're saying doesn't twenty four? I'm sure twenty four six has rabbinic backing. That's what I'm talking about. So how can they say they don't? Yeah. maybe they don't have the same rabbis as this technological awareness group. Uh, let me tell you something. I don't, let, I don't, let, me, let me point something like else this. out to you. Yeah, you know what? This is no different than the story a few minutes ago about the masks in uh, in Passaic. It's about uh, maintaining your control over large groups of people, large segments of the population. Uh, that keeps you uh, in power. It gives you authority. And uh, there's there there's some kind of uh, – there could be some kind of a um, uh, economic uh, motivation uh, for this as well. Uh, you could be sure that if uh, the entrepreneurs behind uh, 24-6, what's it called? Yeah, 24-6. What's the full name of the thing? 24-6, it's called? 24-6, that's yeah. the name. You could be sure that if they could work out uh, a, a situation where the tag group would uh, endorse them, uh, then everything would be fine and good. Now, how could, the but, tag, how could the... they finally – how could they possibly <laughs> get the um, – how could they possibly get the what's it called the endorsement of uh, TIG, a technological awareness group? How about if they paid them a monthly fee? You know. <laughs> but but here's my here's my cons- like here's my issue with this. Why is this article necessary to go out to the public like that? I, I just don't think it's necessary. And, and also, I I really don't like the line. I don't like the line over here that says. Uh, needless to say, the people who decide which accom- accommodations or compromises are necessary to help Yidin overcome their challenges should be our good element in Manhigam, not well-meaning from, from, um, from, uh, from entrepreneurs. Again, I know the people behind 24-6. I'm sure they're great people, and I know they're great people, and I'm sure they're advising with rabbis. So to put out a – and if there's an issue, do me a favor. Tag, call up 24-6, behind closed doors, sit down, and try to work it out together. A, a statement like this publicly does not help. Cholesterol doesn't it doesn't help it doesn't help. Well, I, I can't. Uh, let me let me just go ahead. Let me just go ahead and finish reading their statement. Uh, so it's not you know out of context. Of course, for those who have access or allow their children to access iTunes or Spotify via a smartphone, this app may be beneficial. The statement continues. Although even for them, proper guidance by Rabbanim and Menchanchem would have allowed much safer options. But for the rest of us, the app, the device, and the message they send are a very dangerous step in the wrong direction. Detailing all the issues and potential pitfalls of this service and devices beyond the scope of this letter. Suffice it to say for now that each family should carefully consult with their DAS Torah before adopting new digital devices and services. May the Rabbana Shalom protect every year from the science of the digital technology and give us the wisdom and understanding to make proper decisions in the complex area. Rabbi Nehemia Gottlieb, director of TAG. Who, who is, I who don't is, know. Who is, that? Who, who, who is Rabbi Gottlieb? From this, he's the, the he's director well, of TAG. Well, who is he? Who is he? Where is he from? Where is he from? I don't, I don't know. And we got. We know. have to. We have to look into. We have. We have to speak to him. We have to find out. I called. I, I, I made a phone call to someone who's involved with twenty four six. Yeah. Uh, before coming on here, I did not get through to him. Um, would love to hear what he had to say, but like, ah, the, the whole thing just doesn't sit well with me. I don't think we call people out like that publicly. Uh, you know. You know. You know what the problem just, here. The, the problem. The problem that I think needs to be articulated is that. Um, 
I don't know what they, I don't know what this tag group knows that, that we don't know if they know anything, but they're coming at you from a direction that uh, everybody has potential to be um, um, addicted to the internet in an unhealthy way. But, but you can't address everything from that perspective. You know, there's such a thing as being on uh, Spotify or Apple and listening to, you know, how far are they away from uh, saying you shouldn't listen to meaningful people or, or the daily well, show, sure, you know? I, you know, I, I'm sure some places, um, I'm sure, well, after this episode, they're for sure going to say that you can't. But um, no, they're not gonna, listen, they're not, I, I just going to say that. They're not going to say that. I just, one second. I just think that, I just think that, like, first of all, I have the twenty four six app on my phone. Okay. I see what you can get on there and what you can't get on there. I, I don't do you know, I can't understand. How do you know what you how do you know what you can't get if it's not there? Meaning you you can't do like if it's not on the app, it's not on the app. You can't access non Jewish music, non Jewish podcasts, stuff like that. You can only access the content. Not only that, you can have a parental control on the app that you know, you can't access videos, you can't access the so like, so it just goes back. To why what is I it said. a why is it a step in a dangerous direction? Why is it a step in the wrong direction? Why can't we empower from entrepreneurs to do things that are amazing for cholesterol and that help us, uh, you know, be be entertained in a kosher way? Why is because when when a when a from entrepreneur uh, bursts onto the scene and attracts attention and has some success, uh, he might be taking away some uh, power from somebody else, and that's the real danger. That's what you have to be. But that's uh, but that, that's, that's a very uh, that's, the, that, that's a very harsh claim. That's the that, but but that's the reality. I mean, again, like I said a moment ago, why do I uh, why do we have to approach everything from that? If you don't do this, you're going to become an addict, and you're going to be on your iPhone or on your uh, Android or on your iPad 24, 24 hours a day, and not be able to get off it unless you listen to us. You know, most people uh, most people are just relatively calm normal people okay we don't hear uh, we don't hear about those people because they, they don't get a lot of attention but they're just regular people that when they get into their car and they sit in traffic they're listening to uh, a uh, a program like this one or a share maybe uh, uh or something along uh, those lines how many people have you heard from that tell you they listen to your podcasts uh in the car when when, when they're in when they're in traffic you know and it's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, a lot. And your Tillum uh, uh, program, which I guess is being launched one of these days, very soon. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. It's a it's a, it's a remarkable thing. And if what happens if that yeah. goes, what, what happens if that's available on twenty four six? Are you going to condemn that too? You can't say Tillum unless we say you could say Tillum. How how, how <laughs> how's that going to work? I I I agree with you. I agree with you. Anyway, let's uh, not. Which is pretty uh, rare. Okay. Which is pretty rare. Anyway, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Another story that let's I just saw. Another story that I that I saw that actually is via Yeshiva World that aired this morning. Incredible footage. Harav Nebenzal is in a car accident and he continues learning with deployed airbags. Really? And I'll show. Let me see if I can get the video. I think I'll show the video here if I can get it. Harav, <laughs> לא רוצים להיבדק אולי? Uh, the article reads, the rub of the old city, Hagoyen Harav Avigdor Nebezal, was in a car accident at the remote intersection in Jerusalem at 9.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. when suddenly the driver collided with a car coming from the opposite lane. 
Uh, Reb Nevisal's car was hit with great force, causing some of the airbags to deploy. But the Ruff continued learning as if nothing happened. The driver got out of the car to exchange details, but the Rav, who was not driving, who was not injured, he remained in the car and continued to learn. Hatzalah volunteers who rushed to the scene were amazed to see the Rav sitting in the car with an open Gemara, as if nothing bad had happened, yeah. despite the serious damage to the car. A man who passed by, he videoed the scene, is heard in the video asking if the Rav is okay, and if he's sure he doesn't want to be checked out. But the Rav answered in the negative and continued learning. That's a very nice, uh, very nice story, you know. I, I, uh, and and the, the family, the family of the the, the Nebuzal family, told Kikar Shabbat that um, the Rav was on the way to Bnei Brak. The driver claimed that there was a bus in front of him and, and blocked his field of vision. Uh, oh. Hatzal volunteer told Kikar Shabbat that it was a very moving sight. And uh, yeah, it's a really, it's it's really, it's a really cool story. It's really nice. And Barchem, everyone is healthy and okay. Uh, that that's. A, that's important. Um, it's a nice thing, hey, uh, of course. That's and, us. And as you know, uh, I'm here in Yerushalayim this week. I don't know if we got to mention that. So the traffic is, like I said yesterday, I think I mentioned the traffic. It's just unbelievable, The the what's going on on right. the roadways, especially uh, we're recording this around, uh, we started around 5.30 p.m. Uh, Israel time. And uh, so it's 6 o'clock now here. And just the streets are just not moving. The traffic is just not moving. Yeah. You have to literally, if you're if you're a passenger in a car, people just get out and walk the rest of the way. Mm. Uh, cab driver told us this morning uh, when we we went to the hotel to Davin, uh, a cab driver said, "I don't understand people. You could you could get wherever you're going faster by walking, and it doesn't cost you any money. Instead of sitting in a, <laughs> instead of sitting in a taxi, it's costing you money, and you're not getting anywhere anyway." But I'm very happy That's that point. I went to the to the hotel this morning. I sent you a video of uh, uh, there was a parallel line to the line going into Davin uh, yeah. at the wall. There's a group of boys, young boys, you know, it looked like what they like to stereotype or uh, characterize as uh, settler, settler youth, they call them. Okay. Or they call them hilltop youth because they settled the hilltops in Yehuda and Shomron. But they were getting ready to getting ready for the gate to be open, so they go up to say Hallel and on the Harabayas. Uh, and they were like, they were so exuberant. They were so excited. They were jumping in place and singing and ready to, ready, ready to go up there. So, you know, even though we don't go up there because, uh, our rabbinical, uh, uh, authorities, uh, have, uh, advised against it. So there are a lot of people that do go up there and, uh, and it's, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. Number one, let me say that. Number two, it's becoming the very quickly now with the new, uh, the Tanyahu government in place. It's going to become a major international issue because, as you know, oh, wow. Itamar Ben-Gvir is the public security minister, and he goes up there regularly himself to, to Davin. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the Arabs who are in uh, charge of administering uh, the the Temple Mount, what they call the Harim al-Sharif, where they, where they have two mosques, they are against uh, Jews davening up there. And it's going to be rioting, and there's going to be problems, and there's going to be police force, and the IDF is going to be up there, and it's going to be condemned by the UN and the Americans. So it's coming to a end, and hopefully it's going to be a prelude to something good. Like Mashiach. That would be pretty eventually. good. Well, some, some, it's, got, yes. it's got to happen some way. Why eventually? <laughs> eventually. Why even, it's got it's, it's to happen uh, something. The Algemeiner reports that Ukrainian yes. President Zelensky headed to Washington on Wednesday right. to meet President Biden right. uh, to address Congress and to seek weapons, weapons, and more weapons. Right. So uh, 
uh, President Zelensky is making his making his trip to the United States, and uh, he's seeking probably more money. He wants more money, more funding for his uh, for his war efforts. Well, he's doing he's you know he's doing very well. Everybody thought last February when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, you know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the right thing to do. It was unprovoked, and it created a needless war, which has cost many many tens of thousands of people their lives. But everybody thought that Russia is going to be finished Ukraine in a, it was in a week. And right. uh, uh, we discovered a lot of things about the, the resilience and the strength of the Ukrainian military, number one, uh, the ineptness and the incompetence of the Russian military leadership and uh, lack of motivation from Russia sol- Russian soldiers. So you have to understand. You better be careful because the KGB is listening. You have to understand. No, here in Israel, only one's listening. I mean, it was a story today in the uh, in Aretz Sheva that uh, the Iranian hackers are hacked into every security camera in Jerusalem, so they get That's they, not, they, they get good. they get to see what's going on in the street before the Israeli police do. So maybe Ben Gvir should be in touch with them, uh, skip a maybe. skip a step. But uh, anyway, um, I, I think that uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, you know there's a there's a there's a lot going on. Yeah, listen, I just want to get to, and we'll wrap up this episode, uh, the sports segment of Daily Thread, which is usually at the end of the episodes. Okay. Uh, the New York Knicks New York Knicks are on an eight-game winning streak. Oh, really? They won, uh, they won again? They, they won last night? They they beat the Warriors by 38 points. What? Last night? Um, yeah, obviously Steph Curry was not playing, and Andrew Wiggins was not playing, and they were, they were shorthanded, but nonetheless, the Knicks... The Knicks showed up, and the Knicks have won eight games straight. Wow. Uh, if, you are, if you are a Knicks fan, that is something that is something to be excited about but Abba more notably and I, I'm sure you've heard this already but one of the bigger free agents in, in the MLB this season was Carlos Correa right and uh, he signed uh, I think last week with the San Francisco Giants on a big contract okay and during the night in the wee hours of the morning I think 2 a.m. the story broke that he did not pass his physical. Okay. You know, every player needs to pass a physical exam with a team. Okay. He did not pass his physical. And just mere minutes later, Steve Cohn and the New York Mets signed Carlos Correa to a 12-year, $380 million contract. Where does this guy Correa play? Uh, um, I actually... I, I think uh, he's an in... He's, he, I think he's not an sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're not sure where he plays? Do you know? I don't know. I don't... I, he, he played... He was on the... I don't know. He was on the... Well, let me let me get you more info. Okay, Carlos Correa is a shortstop, so I don't know what we're gonna do. Wait, uh, what do, you do Lindor? Ter- no, so we'll put Correa at third base. My bad, I try, I misspoke. The deal is three hundred and fifteen million dollars, twelve years. Um, what is it, what's his name? And Correa. Correa, Carlos Correa. You're doing your research. Yeah, I'm doing my research now, live live on the air. Um, so <laughs> actually, this morning I woke up. Uh, 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 like seven o'clock, a little bit earlier, and um, I saw a text from my grandson, your nephew, Dublin Hirsch. Met signed yeah. Korea. I said to myself, Korea, I bet, Korea. I, I, I was thank God there was no war with Korea, you know. But yeah, uh, I, I, um, I didn't. I really didn't know who he was until he was. Listen, Steve, Steve Cohn is is really. Breaking the bank for this team. Spelling, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm spelling the name right. His total his total outlay 
this offseason is $806 million. The Mets signed Carlos Correa for $315 million, Brandon Nimmo for $162 million, Edwin Diaz for $102 million, Justin Verlander for $86 million, uh, Cody Senga for $75 million, Jose Quintana for $26 million, Omar Navarez for $15 million, Adam Adovino for $14.5 million, David Robertson for $10 million. So That's the, a lot of money the, to be spending. Does that mean that you, or that you automatically are going to win the World Series? I mean, that's what it's about. I don't, I don't. I think history has shown us that you can't buy a World Series. It doesn't happen like that. But if you're a Met fan, today is a very, very happy day um, because, I mean, just last week it was impossible to happen. Who, who fails their physical? Um, we'll find out more about that as the day goes, I'm sure. And one other sports story I did mention yesterday that Matt – I said his name was Matt Ishiba, but it's Matt Ishbia, I-S-H-B-I-A. He's a CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage. He is a Jewish person. Ishbia? He's buying Ishbia. He's buying the Phoenix Suns uh, from another Yid whose last name is Sarver. Um, you know, I mentioned yesterday he's funny. purchasing. He put, it's good that it, yeah. it's happening just before the Shabbos Ishbits also, you know. Oh, good one. There you go. So maybe um, maybe, maybe there's a connection between Ishbia and the Ishbitzer. You, you never know, I guess. I, I, I don't know if we can maybe, find out, but maybe, you're gonna, uh, maybe, maybe you're gonna, what's it, the Phoenix Suns he bought? He's bought he bought the Phoenix Suns and the WNBA team, uh, the Mercury. Maybe you're gonna find out by the, the Phoenix end of Mercury. The, maybe you can find out by the end of the week that KMH owns the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> maybe the shop uh, Maybe that's just yeah. That's just, I'm just kidding about that. So we did sports. Yeah. So okay. What about the weather? Are we doing the weather too? How's the weather in New York? It's cold here. It's nice there. Um, Hanukkah is beautiful. Hanukkah is here. Tonight is the fourth night of Hanukkah. Right. And we, we are we are going to be hopefully it stop raining. We're going to be going out hopefully in a few moments. And if okay, it's, it's good because yesterday we ended we ended the episode. You you had to go take a you had to go you went to sleep so much so that I called you five minutes after we ended the recording because I needed a file from your iPad and you you were sleeping. You know what? And this morning when I woke up, I couldn't find my uh, my phone. And I know I fell asleep with my phone next to my head, and, I, and it was dark in the room. I couldn't find the phone, and I knew it was in the bed somewhere, but it wasn't. It was on my desk. And how did the phone get from my bed to the desk if I was sleeping the whole time? I guess we'll never, I guess we'll never know, or maybe you'll find out tomorrow. And by the way, for everyone listening, obviously we have two more episodes this week, but uh, actually one more episode this week, but Mishpacha Magazine has a very cool thing coming out, a, a supplement of the magazine. Isn't that out already? Um, it might be. I don't know when it comes out. It might be out today. But Rabbi Nissen Gordon um, is featured heavily in this piece about Rabbi Aaron Cutler. And uh, some would say that your father, Zaydi, Rabbi Nissen Gordon, he predicted uh, the boom of Lakewood, of the outgrowth of what it became. And you'll, you'll, you can read about well, that by picking I up saw, the magazine. I, know, I, saw, I saw a clip of it uh, that someone sent me. Um, I didn't read it in full. Uh, I don't know if your book is available here. I guess it is available somewhere, right? And it, I imagine. I mean, their offices. Their offices are there. Oh yeah, they are here. Uh, so uh, yeah. I guess. I, but isn't it just a Hebrew version here, or there's an English version here too? I don't know. I'm sure they have both. Okay, so I mean, um, it, it, it's interesting that uh, they did a, a story about uh, what uh, my father wrote about Lakewood in 1961 uh, as a surprise. Uh, could have added a lot of insight into the relationships uh, that he had with Gedolei Yisrael. Going back to the to the early years, the the mid last century, yeah. uh, there was a lot to be to, to be said about that. The the doors that he opened, the people that he knew, and you know he was a young kid, a teenager that came from a Chabad uh, family and a Chabad uh, shtetl in uh, Israel. But yeah, but he came here, and all these doors opened up for him because 
you know, you're talking about a half a century before social media uh, developed, before it burst onto the scene. And because he had uh, people's attention from a newspaper column, that opened up all these doors for him, whether it was in Lakewood or, or in Chabad or in the Young Israel uh, or the Good Israel of America. Very close with people like Gervarin Kutler and Rabbi Shashara and other, other, yes. other leaders because he had this ability to communicate whatever they were doing that needed public support. He was able to uh, communicate whatever they were working on. And one of those things, apparently, according to what uh, I saw, uh, I didn't read in full, like I said, uh, one of those things was about uh, the insight that he had after meeting with uh, Rabbi Kutla in, uh, in Lakewood back in 1961. Yeah, so we'll speak more about that uh, perhaps tomorrow. But for now, thank you so much for listening to Daily Thread. Make sure to subscribe to our WhatsApp status to see more news and stories throughout the day, stuff that aren't happening right now in this half hour that we're speaking to you. Um, and we can't wait to see you tomorrow. Okay. Make sure to leave a rating and a review on this podcast. Adios.